you sick and tired of the financial bondage that's been holding you back? Are you ready to take charge of your finances to cut your mortgage payment in half while reducing your taxes significantly? If yes, then this podcast is for you. Fiscal Fitness and Freedom can pay off the national debt in less than 10 years. So from humble beginnings of just about $500, Scott built a billion-dollar mortgage company. So here's your host, Scott Smith. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fiscal Fitness and Freedom. I'm Laura Lewis. I'm here with Scott Smith. How are you, Scott? Doing good. How was your weekend? <laughs> it was just long enough. I love a long weekend and a short week. Ah, uh, yeah, it was a very short week. Oh, it's already the end. <laughs> yeah, here we are. We made it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. But you had a um, question. You said that you've been mulling over. Yeah, I think just in general, and I think this was actually brought upon by our New York's recent heat. We are urged to turn off our lights and not keep our ACs on for very long. And it's this whole, you know, movement to conserve. But then you go to Times Square and they have like everything on and uh-huh. you kind of see like, wait, why am I responsible for this? So I, I've recently been thinking a lot about how large corporations benefit and smaller things and people, mm-hmm. we end up kind of carrying the brunt of it. And so it made me mm-hmm. wonder under your proposal how a payment tax system would affect a small business versus a large corporation. And if we would see the same disparities that we're seeing in the way Mm. that other things are affecting. Okay. And then how about we extend that to impacts lower income people versus wealthy people too? Yeah, that'd be great. Because I think there's some parallels there. Okay. So small businesses, I think it's primarily what I would call the struggle factor. Because I've run a lot of small businesses. Small businesses employ most of the people, most employees. It's over 50% of employees work for small businesses. Small businesses have the hardest time getting financing. So banking 2.0, part of the Financial Freedom Act, would be hugely beneficial to small businesses. But it would also be beneficial to big businesses in the sense that the cost of interest is is a major carrying factor in everyone. But small businesses, it's that struggle factor. It's the difference between barely making it and things working out okay. Taxes, payment tax, okay. Again, it's I think it's a struggle factor because small businesses, sometimes it's kind of shocking how small the margins are with businesses. And when they're paying seven to nine percent sales tax, plus they're paying, you know, say 25% personal income taxes, plus paying another 14% in social security taxes, they're Mm self-employed. You can see it's like amazing a small business can stay open at all. Even just, just those three hits right there, just those. If you took away all of those and it was this flat quarter of a percent, that's a huge difference. Large corporations, it would benefit them too, but there just isn't that same struggle factor. Once these corporations get to a certain size, they're, they're like, you know, print money. If you look right. at uh, like Google, most of its money comes from ad revenue and you you actually look at their balance sheet, it's just shocking. <laughs> That's why they have such a huge market valuation. And so getting rid of your share of, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of employees, you know, 7% FICA tax, the part you're it's huge. 
is huge. You know, so I think both sides benefit, but I think that the smaller ones need the shot in the arm way more than the bigger ones do. And so it's a game changer for the small businesses. And it's a really nice benefit for medium and large size businesses. Yeah, there is a difference. Ratio wise, there's a difference. It does help small businesses more than it helps bigger businesses when you actually start looking at what's entailed in a small business. And that's why I say, and it parallels, you know, people of different economic standing. If you look at, well, here's one. I mean, Donald Trump, when he was in office one year said, I made $500 million this year. You know, and I I always think that 500,000, no, 500 million. Well, though I've had half a billion. Oh my word, you know. And he said, and I paid no taxes. And so, you know, somebody earning 30,000, depends where they live, is going to pay between, if they're single, six to 9,000. Right. Okay. So you take, call it eight, eight out of 30, and they're left with 22. That's like, talk about struggle factor. Yeah, definitely. That struggle factor is hugely augmented by the taxes they're paying. So if you had a payment tax, somebody like Donald Trump making 500 million a year, no matter what sort of shelters he used, he'd be paying at least a quarter of a percent. That's one, 1.25%, 1.25 million or so. Like, is that going to hurt? him making 500 million. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. Now, if he were paying 39% on his taxes, which is what that higher tax rate, it would be this huge difference. Right. It would be Um, a lot more than (laughs) 1.25. Right. And so, but that's just not happening. So I think for the well-to-do, they will benefit by, you know, this. But you look at somebody who's making 30,000 and netting 22 and instead they're going to pay $75 and they're going to get another 24,000 in basic income and they'll have free health care. And if they're wanting to do some college on the side, that's free. It's going to be a game changer, like total game changer on the order of two to four times the amount of net, you know, your net spendable money will be two to four times as much for people 50% at the 50 percentile and below. That's half half the population. Total game changer there. So I'm glad you asked this question. I hadn't really fully considered, but for small businesses and the lower 50%, absolute stunning game changer for 90% to the 50%, huge difference. You know, for somebody earning 75 to 150,000, huge difference there. That's going to be, they're going to end up with two to two and a half times the net, maybe three times the net. So that's big. So yeah, that's why. The Financial Freedom Act with the change in taxes, the benefits and the banking would totally stimulate the economy. It would just change the stress level mm-hmm. amongst on a people. Huge, huge change to that stress level. I have a friend who moved to Denmark from America. And even though the taxes are higher, they're not that much higher, kind of surprising against our current tax system. But she says the stress level, it's just different. You walk down the street, it's different because you lose a job, you know, you know, you know, you, you know, you can go to get medical service whenever you need, you know, you can get an education, you know, all that, and you know, that got a safety net. And so if you look at what I'm proposing in the Financial Freedom Act, our safety net would outclass what you have over in Europe, even in the more socialistic countries, if we did this, but our taxes would be next to nothing. 
So you can just imagine how it would impact just that, how you just feel day to day. Absolutely. I think that's a huge point that's not seen. There is so much stress just thinking about how I'm going to cover this, just the basic, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like just my basic Mm -hmm. living needs, how I'm going to eat and the healthcare that I need and all of those aspects that they're Mm -hmm. just not there for us. Like nothing is promised. And so we do Mm -hmm. operate on this high stress level Mm -hmm. because we don't- We're used to it. Those guarantees, we are used to it. It's normalized here. Right. Um, You know, if you mention free healthcare, like 40% of the population kind of goes off the deep end, you know, right. they, they freak out. And it's because they their taxes would go higher. But also it, it's this general thing that's been promoted in America that healthcare only works in a private type of setting. But the vast majority of, I mean, we're the only nation of, you know, what you would call it, a tier one nation that doesn't have it. And I have plenty of friends in the in the uh, in Europe and Canada, and it's like we just kind of laugh at that notion that <laughs> it doesn't work because it, it works just fine. And what's interesting is now, as I'm getting older, and a lot of my friends are going on to Medicare, I'm watching their attitudes change. Like, hey, this is kind of nice, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Why did we like I'm this? getting bad service? You know, so the bad service piece is. I think more put out there by special interest groups and lobbyists. Yeah, definitely. And under our current financial operating system, yes, it would prohibitively cost. But under the system I'm proposing, it'd be a piece of cake. And that stress piece of medical care is huge for so many people. Absolutely. Nobody gets through life without needing some serious services at some point in time. If you, if you manage to get to 60 or 70 before that happens, you're lucky, but you will get to 60 or 70. Believe me, and then, and then, and then suddenly it's everyone's problem. And so, yeah, yeah these changes would impact the just the way people wake up in the morning and how they go through life. I believe it. I think, you know, back to you saying, people are just expected to do this. It's things like paid lunch, you know, in school, like kids can't work, (laughs) you know, like where are we charging them for school lunch? Like they're not able to cover that, but you know, in some schools it is totally covered because it's allocated. And so it's just interesting how it can work sometimes. And other times it's not seen like it can work, but under this plan, yeah, like everyone would win. And that's mm-hmm. what would really be such a game changer for literally every person, not a single person would be negatively affected by it. Mm-hmm. That's the mark of a true solution. We had some friends over the other day and one of them said they had read my book. And she said, when I got that statement, that true solutions are nonpartisan. She said, man, I've been thinking about that all week. It's true. Why don't we realize that? You know, that's my rant on the parties. You know, they, in order for them to stay in power, it's to their best interest to pit people against each other. And, right. And so our partisan system, I'm not putting my finger at one party or the other, but the partisan system itself moves us away from finding true solutions because true solutions are nonpartisan and they much rather come up with solutions where their constituency wins so that they build their power base. That's the problem in politics today. But true solutions are nonpartisan. And we are so brainwashed 
by the parties today that it most people think if there's an economic policy that I like or I'd benefit from or banking policy or tax policy, half the other people are going to be against it right. just by it's just the nature of the world. It's not the nature of the world. It's the nature of a partisan system. It's not the nature of man's lot in life. <laughs> it is. It doesn't have to be that way. It never basically. has been that way never been that way. That's all brainwashing. Yeah. 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 I I made a lot of hay of that on my, when I was traveling, speaking to groups because people see that. And when they begin to see that, when we really see that the parties will lose their power. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now it's that myth that it's an us against them situation that perpetuates partisan power. And that's just a few people benefit out of that. All the rest are sheep <laughs> being led astray. Yeah. So yeah, these solutions would help the further down rung you are in size of business or in socioeconomic status, the greater the benefit you would have. And yet it does make a material difference at the upper levels too, for sure. Yeah. Good right. theme for today. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Scott. Okay. We'll see you all on another episode. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. So that's it for today's episode of Fiscal Fitness and Freedom. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value. Grand prize drawing for a private VIP mentoring session with Scott Smith himself. Be sure to head on over to FiscalFitnessAndFreedom.com and pick up a copy of Scott's blueprint to discovering your own unique formula to personal success and join us on the next episode.